Blog Talk Radio. Sasha coming in to you for another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. So, it's Saturday. And I guess y'all say, are y'all going to stay on Saturday or are y'all going to stay on Friday? Well, I don't know. But as long as you're listening and you hear us, that's all that matters. We may add a Saturday show. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Um, so tonight, we are going to delve deep into the world of fat advocacy, uh, fat acceptance, fat accessibility. I know a lot of people don't like that word, and it is a lot of negative connotation with the word fat. But I believe in um, taking the power back from that word and from people attempting to use that word in negative way toward other people. So tonight, in our attempt to make fat acceptance and uh, fat advocacy a part of the discussion, because you are listening to Night Talks with Sasha, and Sasha is a considered a SSBBW. And always, a lot of y'all probably don't know, but Night Talk, the complete title for my show is Night Talks with Sasha from a plus-size woman's point of view. So I put out there loud, proud that I am who I am, and I, um, and I accept that. So tonight, we're going to delve into that conversation. We're going to go all across the board. We have a very special guest. Like, she is so special to me. You ever met a person that you've never met face-to-face, but you have such a strong connection? Well, that's what I have with Unique. Um, And we'll get more into that story and why we have this connection and why we share this love with, uh, with each other. Um, But overall, she's just a really, really nice and lovely lady. And I want y'all to get a chance to know who I know. So without further ado, I'm going to get my girls in. Um, Beauty. Hey, Sasha. Hi. Swing, are you there, love? Yes, I am here. Okay, great. So we're going to bring in our guest and get this party started. 
Unique. Hello, my love. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Good evening, ladies. Hey, lady, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much. Yes. So, first of all, we've never met each other, but like I was telling, you know, before you brought in, I'll bring you in that we have a special connection. Um, and we share really good, a really good relationship with each other. I, I hope you agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in Juicy Peaches, Juicy Peaches is a SSBBW group. It's for, if you don't know what this term means, supersized BBWs and BBWs, big, beautiful women, and big, handsome men. And so um, a friend, um, <laughs> I he's my ex-boyfriend, um, he what I love about him, though, is if it's a group that he thinks that I would enjoy, um, he is not share, he is not shy about sharing it with me. So, long story short, um, Unique had a buddy, you know, a mentorship going on in the group about having mammograms. And I was afraid to have a mammogram because I was like, I got some big ones and it's going to hurt and I don't really know what to do. And so she was basically telling me how to advocate for myself, how to, you know, make sure that I was comfortable. She even offered to go with me, but before I could have the mammogram, um, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And uh, as soon as I got out of the hospital, I I had to let her know. I was like, wow. You know, she was, because I had told her, like, I've made my appointment. Um, and that's when she's like, well, if you need me to go with you. I was like, no, my husband is going to go. Um, he's really good at advocating for me. And he's a really good support system. And as soon as I find out about my mammogram and the results, then I will let you know. Unfortunately, uh, the cancer came before the mammogram. So, but even in that, we had this, this moment, this, you know, this connection, and it has not stopped since. And uh, even when Michael passed away, I let her know, and she was, you know, she was just as devastated as I was, saying, you know, wow, because you're going through a lot, you know. And so I was like, yeah. So we we've never laid eyes on each other, unique, but I love you. I just want you to know that I love you, and I thank you for. No, I feel your love, and I feel absolutely the same. And I'm just so blessed that you were able to find out um, when you did so that you could start the treatment. And so God has been good to you. I continue to pray for you. And I'm just so thankful for you and also for your testimony because it's going to bless somebody else. Yes, yes, it is. It most definitely is. And, you know, I, I've actually started writing my book. I've done two chapters um, in my book. And um, 
it's, it feels good to get that to get it out. Um, it's a, it's mm-hmm. like a weight. Yeah, it's like a weight has been lifted. To I shared it with my book. I shared chapter one with my book group because they are you know those are my sisters and that was yeah. that was my tribe and that was the first place where first of all it, Black Pearls means a lot to me. Um, it's where I met my best friend and I have. Uh, cultivated a lot of who I am as a woman in that group, and I've been giving that space to do that in Black Pearl. So no matter where life takes me, I will always hold Black Pearls um, special in my heart. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> let's, let's get into the show, and let's talk about you. Um, I know Juicy Peaches is your your brainchild. It's your baby. What what made you what made you create the Facebook group, or even think about putting it on Facebook to begin with? Um, I think that's an excellent question, and it goes back to um, I started it in twenty nineteen. I my mom passed when she was 48, so very young. Um, she was also super plus size, um, and I remember when I got 48, starting to have anxiety. I had not had it before, and I had it the whole year, really bad. And it was just me not thinking that I was going to make it past 48. I yeah. didn't have any of the related um, illnesses. I've been mm-hmm. super plus size since I was 16. Um, okay. I was 16 over 350 pounds, and wow. um, I was managing. Uh, everybody's body has a different threshold, and I mm-hmm. hadn't reached the threshold where mine wasn't working. I was still doing everything that I wanted to do, working. I was in grad school. Um, I had been, you know, um, years in my career, decades at that point in my career, so doing well, but just having the mental um, space and belief that I wasn't going to outlive my mom in that sense. So I had said to God that if you let me outlive this, because I had spent the whole year just thinking about my mom and the things that she didn't get to do because Mm -hmm. of her size and because she was um, just nervous about what what to expect, the the logistics. I thought about all of the things that I had done that I, you know, my family for, you know, my kids, everything that we had done and all the memories that I had and that all of the kids that are in our family and mine would be able to share with the world. We did this, we did that. I didn't have that with my mom. We did everything at our house. She was a great cook. She was a great host, um, but she did everything at home. And I started thinking about that and conversations that we would have together where she would ask me after I had been somewhere about the seats, um, how far was it to walk, and were you okay, and did they have these things. And at the time, I thought I was just having a conversation with my mom. You know, you go to concert and you come back and talk about everything. It was just everything. But when I thought about it, I realized that she was trying to ask the questions to see if she would have been comfortable there. 
And I thought that through that year, how many others are sitting out of their children's lives because of that? My mom went to the hospital on January 3rd, died January 6th, and when I thought about it after she died, it was the only time that she'd ever been to the hospital in my life other than to give birth to my brothers. She took us to the doctor, but she never went for her. And I remember her talking about an instance where she had had some fat bias in the doctor's office, and I think that's what changed it for her. And so I said to God that if you allow me to make it past 48, I have done everything I wanted to do in my career, um, in child protection and child welfare and advocacy. I can turn over the reins, but I want to do something for my community. I don't want any more moms sitting out of their children's lives. I don't want any more moms dying early or anybody else in my community because they were afraid to go to the doctor because of the fat bias. I don't want them to not be experiencing concerts and vacations and trips because when I'm out, I'm always the biggest one. Where is everybody else at? And so when God allowed me to see 49, I just said I'm going to honor God. I asked him. I prayed. He answered and now I'm going to do something, and I'm going to change the world in this way. I'm going to be the change that I've wanted to see in the world and break down some of the barriers and get some of my sisters out and sharing and enjoying and living and laughing out loud in public. And so Juicy Pieces, uh, JP, Juicy Pieces was born out of that. And I started with Facebook because I, I didn't know any other SSBBWs. I just knew me. And so I said, i got to get on Facebook. It's where everybody's at. I can't find them in public. I can't just, like, say, hey, you want to go out with me? Because I don't ever see anybody. So I started with Facebook. It was just me. I didn't have a following. I don't even have a Facebook page in my name. I got an alias. <laughs> so I didn't have anybody. I just had to start, you know, mingling in groups and seeing who I can invite. And here we are four years later. That's awesome. That's incredible. That is incredible. I feel good about it. I think when I think about my life, I I believe that I've done some really good things. Uh, Social worker for 28 years. Um, I've done some great things. I've helped a lot of kids. Um, to the bridge of safety, but I've also done some transformational things in the super plus size community. So I feel good about the things that I have done, and I look forward to everything I can do, I yearn to do, and I'm working towards. As do I, and being an inspiration to others. Well, if I can, if I am, and if I can, then I feel good about that as well. I do, but you there are. are so many people that inspire me in the community who may not even know. I've seen people who have not been outside or not going out and have just kind of relegated to their home that reach out and say, can uh-huh. you just show me where to buy an outfit because I want to get outside. I want to go out, uh-huh. and I wanna, I'm walking in the park now just because I want to increase my steps because I see you all going to Jamaica. I see you going to Punta Cana, and I've never left my city. I want to go somewhere. I see people who've gotten, um, 
I think in the last two years, we've probably got 25, 30 people who got their passports for the first time, who traveled outside of the country. And just this past um, month, we had two people who went to Jamaica, got their passports for the first time, who had never left their state and left the country for the first time. So they inspire me. There's a lot of people out there who don't understand what the, what harm they're doing by ridiculing big people who they see outside. They go to the gym, they get made. We go to the store, we get made fun of. We exercise, we make fun of. We're on TV with clothes and stuff, we make fun of. Like, what do you want us to do? Do you want to stay at home and be fat, or do you want to go to the gym workout? If we go to the gym workout, you're going to make fun of us. If we do that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a two-edged sword that you have to thicken your skin to be healthy. Look at Lizzo. Lizzo is one of the most active people I've seen in a minute, but she still gets paid for that. Because you're a healthy, you can still exercise when you're when you're big. She did Peloton videos. I'm like, this bitch did Peloton videos. With I would die halfway through a Peloton video. She did a whole Peloton video. She dances on stage. Yeah. She urges other big women to get exercise and do stuff. I mean, come yeah. on. What, what more do you guys want? You got to realize that there are some people who are just miserable in the skin that they're in, and they're going to do yes. go out and try to make everybody else miserable, hands down, no matter what. Uh-huh. And I think that that's the important part that everybody's got to remember is just, you know, at some point you got to give a, get a I don't give a F attitude about what anybody exactly. else says. I'm going to just live my life. And I'm going to just mm-hmm. get out there. And I think that that's a part of what I try to bring to Juicy Peaches as well is that you got to just at some point say, F everybody, this is about me and my enjoyment. Because those same people are going to be at the gym. They're going to be at the club. They're going to be in Jamaica. And, you know, and they riding camels over in Dubai and living their life. And, be, and they made you feel bad enough to not go out. We can't have just it like home. that. No. Right. So okay. you get home and no. Like, no, we got to get out and enjoy it too. Camels can hold eight hundred pounds. Get the hell up on one. Get the ride. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Exactly. There's ways to get to where you need to go and do what you need to do. You exactly. just got to get the courage exactly. to do it. Don't let anybody yeah. scare you into staying at home. Cause they scare us into staying at home. They mock us yeah. into staying at home. They will come out to a house yeah. and get you on the internet. No matter where you go, they will mock you. So right. let's do it while I'm out here. Do it to my face on my side. Right. Exactly. And 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 when you say that, you in terms of just being scared to like scared on the internet. It's uh, I tell people some at some point in Juicy Features we had maybe five or six hundred people and they were from across the country and I'm I'm still proud of that. Um, because we're based in Atlanta. But I was looking for people trying and like I said, I didn't know anybody and what I said was, I'm in these groups, and they're plus-size groups. Let me go and see if how many people are from Atlanta. Maybe just have a Atlanta meetup. And I'm going through, and I'm listening to what people are saying, and when they're posting responses, and somebody says, well, I'm this big, and I can't find this. And I said, oh, let me go get that person. So I'm looking just to make sure that they are that big. I can't get anything but a face and a neck. I mean, nobody's got a full body picture on there. And I'm saying, yeah, hey, so I get all these big face, big neck people, and then all when they finally saw a full body picture, that's all they had was a big face and a neck. Then was 160 pounds. I said, well, what's this? 
when am I going to get us? But I had to really think about it, and it's exactly what you said, my sister, is that they're scaring us on the Internet, that we don't want to exactly. put a photo up of our body because we don't want to be ridiculed and laughed at. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been in um, like that. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. My power went out. Like, I'm just sitting up in here oh, in sure. the complete dark, and I'm like, what in the world? So I am having a call. Huh? Are you on full charge? Yes, my phone is fully. Okay, I always good. keep my phone fully charged. Um, okay. But. I didn't want to end the show because if I ended the show, then it would have ended everybody. All of y'all would have gotten cut off. But um, huh. I'm so sorry, Unique. Like, who would expect their power to flick on and off? And then I had to reboot my system and everything. So I apologize. I hate when that leaves me. It's over here, too. Yeah, over here, too. I actually mm-hmm. didn't know that you weren't there. We were having a great conversation, and that's the beauty of having two amazing <laughs> co-hosts that I don't want to say we didn't miss you, but we didn't miss you. <laughs> they were absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why I have them with me, and I I sent a message to to Beauty because her, her, her number was the first one that popped up, and I was like, please keep talking, keep talking. Um, but, yeah, my Storming over here. I I didn't even. Well, they said it was going to be some bad weather, but I didn't think it was going to be the night. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. But y'all go ahead and finish the conversation because I came in and I was like, Oh, y'all going on? Okay. 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 Um. (laughs) So I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt the conversation. I just wanted to let let y'all know that I was back in. Okay. Oh, the air, um, but you're right. We have been bullied. I, I don't have a full body picture of myself online anywhere. I do. Okay. I make sure I, I do. I, I love me. Yeah. 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 I can't remember. But I'm gonna put one. And I think now. that when you when you do, and um, I I know that when I started encouraging and juicy teachers. I had to start with me and making sure they were able to see me and my body um, because I one think that representation does matter, um, especially mm-hmm. fair representation, but I also think that women begin to feel more comfortable when they realize this is somebody who is my size, somebody who looks like me and somebody who can understand. And then that mm-hmm. makes that like popularity, right, helps them to come out. And so I continue to post um, photos of me, full body shots, um, wherever I am. And that I, my goal is to just be out more. Um, I try to get out as much as possible. I used to always be out because I worked outside of the home um, in a couple different places, volunteered um, with COVID. And, you know, that I, I've been at home working more. So I'm not as out every day as I used to be. But when I am out, I'm out doing things, and I always want that to be seen so that people, um, the plus, super plus size community can say, um, if she can do it, I can do it. And I mm-hmm. think that I've heard people make snarty remarks 
when I'm doing something. Well, I guess if she out there with that and I can do it and other people would be upset or saying, I, I don't take offense to it because if it's going to make you change up where you are and, and what you're doing and to do something more, then I'm all about it. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the same when people say, look, because sometimes it's soft bullying and soft insults, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just playing hard. But people tell the soft from a real compliment or something. Yeah, like they'll absolutely. use for a, or you look good for a, if you would just, no, I'm happy with me the way I am. So that way, when I lose weight, I know I'll keep it off. Because I was watching exactly. the show Divas. This is my first time watching a reality show. And Countess Vaughn is on there, the girl from Moesha. She about to go in there and get so much work done so that she'll be smaller. She can cheat in plants, ass, all this other stuff. And um, she got offended when this other lady was like, well, maybe you should get therapy first because you went and got lipo last time and you gained the weight back. So maybe it may not just be with your weight. Maybe it's something in you that you don't see yourself the way everybody else sees you. She got offended. Because you want to go get that work done and do it the easy way. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's how you gain the weight back, doing it for other people. Doing it because right. you want to be famous again. Doing it because of other stuff. you got to be healthy for you. And then you'll be able to go out there and be active. And yeah, I also think that uh, people that are, when someone goes, people think now because of social media that they have that they automatically have a right to to question you about why you are doing what you're doing, and they really don't. If you wanted to go and get surgery, that's your business. Is it healthy? No. Is it you know? And I understand people say that. They they say, oh well, I'm saying it from a place of love. Yeah, but I didn't ask you. And this is my life, and I don't need your permission. So I get it, but then at the same time, it's like rolling your lane and let me do me. Because at the end of the day, I'm the only one that's going to make this decision about what's best for me, regardless of what you say. So, you know, it's a – you have a lot of scholars on – on Facebook and on social media that think that they are Rhodes Scholars and that they have PhDs and that they have this and that, and they're just sitting behind a keyboard and not showing their full bodies as well. So they don't even have a, they don't even have a human picture up of themselves a lot of times. And now that AI has come out and, uh, you can go and get an AI picture and make it look like what you think you should look like or would want you to look like. We have even more people that are hiding behind a keyboard or a phone and not representing them true selves. So it's a it's a double-edged sword. You know, you got to take it, give it a little bit, and you got to just be like, eh. Whatever. With all that being being said, I'm impressed by your tenacity and your courage. But I wanted to ask, where do you get that courage every day to get up, get online? And I'm sure that all your messages are not the most pleasant. Where do you get that courage and tenacity to keep going every day? Um, I think for me, and that's an excellent question, 
that I've mm-hmm. just not ever been that fearful because I grew up the fat kid. So I've been through all of the jokes. Um, I've been through all of the yeah. attempted bullying. Um, I grew mm-hmm. up literally that kid, and as I mentioned, I was 350 pounds when I graduated high school at 16. But I also mm-hmm. had um, a cousin or who was more like my big brother who said to me, you already know you're fat. You're not going to be crying because somebody said you was fat. You knew that in the beginning. Exactly. And if they, if they say something to you, you better talk about their mama, talk about their dead daddy, do whatever. So I grew up in that mm-hmm. age where we played the dozens, but also where if you come to me, I'm going to be with the cane And so I, I can be as kind and as caring and as compassionate, but I'm going to also cuss you out if you come for me. And I'm going to talk about you real bad. And so I try not to live my life like that as an adult, but it's never far from me. So I think that for me, it just kind of, that does it for me, that I know that what I can say with my tongue, and I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not the cuss and be calling it out, but what I can say with my tongue is going to hurt much more than that word you called me. And so I I just think that, I'm, you know, just growing up in years of playing a dozen and knowing who I was from a very young age, that is not a whole lot anybody can say that's going to hurt me. Because if all you got to say about me is I'm fat, you got nothing. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's more, but there's no more they can say. They can't say nothing about the way you dress. They can't say nothing about the way you look. That's all I can say is fat. But that's all. I know yeah. that already. I work for fat. I work for fat every day. Exactly. And I say that about you. So you got nothing uh-huh. on me. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm fat. They don't know what to say when you say that. Now, right. they can't call us fat girls on it. They can't say it because it won't hurt us. Because we got other right. shit that we know we got. As long as you know exactly. that you're made for more than just being fat, then it, what else can they say to hurt you? Yeah, nothing at all. Yeah. Everything you're trying to say is a lie. Okay. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this, I like Janine. you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to the the term fat. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? I mean, it leads to a good question. Because, you know, I've been in this world most of my life as well. And um, the word fat is so stigmatized. You know, mm-hmm. people don't want to use it. What is your take on on using the word fat to describe yourself? Like, you know, how do you feel about it? I personally am okay with it, but I understand those who are not because it's mm-hmm. a stigma, because it's been used as a weapon, because it's been used to, the society has used it to make um, everybody believe that being fat is um, unattractive and undesirable and lazy and has so many negative connotations that I definitely Mm -hmm. understand why people, um, and especially our community, doesn't look um, kindly upon it. I just Mm -hmm. use it as an adjective to describe me. I am fat. I'm also short. Um, I'm pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm silly. I'm sassy. So it's just one of the adjectives that I use to describe me, but I certainly understand why others are upset about it. I also, Mm -hmm. when it comes to somebody else, using it towards me, excuse me, I think about what my mother said to me years ago, 
and it was simply just consider the source. Um, is this it coming from somebody that meant to do you harm, or was it coming from uh-huh. somebody that loves you that never wanted to? So if I say, come bring your little fat self here, my mama, she ain't trying to hurt me. My mama loves yeah. me. If it's somebody yeah, else exactly. saying you're fat, then you got to use it in the context, and then you know how to respond to that person. I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Um, how do you do that all the time? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how do you? How do you? suggest that we take the stigma away, that sting from using them. Because I've I've been in a circle of women that are larger, and, you know, we call ourselves extra fluff, which is cute, (laughs) you know, but at the same time, I'm thinking, since we just fat, you know, we just, Mm-hmm. So what do you think we should do? And I, I know, and I understand what you're saying is from the source, but how do you think that someone should be able to um, accept that term from themselves and use it? How do you think that they should go about doing that? that that's an excellent question. I cannot say that I have, uh, I'm at the belief that everybody should accept it because it, it affects differently. Some people mm-hmm. have been really downtrodden, really broken down by the words, and it's not anything that they're going to just accept for themselves at this time. There's got to be yeah. some work behind it, um, but there are also probably some other things that they got to work on that are more important than the acceptance sure. of that word. Um, and uh-huh. so I just generally think that we have to do what works for us as individuals and um, work on the way that you see yourself and how you feel. Um, there are times that, and this, this is a little bit off, but there's um, the B word, for instance. Some people felt like they would take the power back and women called each other Bs all the time. I am vehemently opposed to it. I don't ever use it when I'm talking about women because I think it's degrading, and I don't let anybody speak about me in that regard. Not as friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I don't care how cool we are, you're not going to say what's up B to me. I'm just not going to do it. And there are others who have no problem with it. So I think that, again, that's an individual choice, and the acceptance of the uh-huh. fat word is also an individual choice. And this is why, um, uh-huh. even with Jewish speeches, um, everybody knows that the women in, Jew- and, in Georgia are, um, you know, lovingly called peaches. But when I started mm-hmm. Juicy Pieces, I thought, Juicy, you know, because we were plus-size women, would work. There were a lot of women who don't like to be called Juicy Pieces. They think it's a sexual term and that men will yes. view them as. Um, and so, there again, there's an acceptance. you got to do what's, what's comfortable for you. I agree. And that uh-huh. leads to the question about um, SSBBW, because I have – I have been running into a lot more discussion now about how people are not wanting to use that word in, in a, as a descriptor because of the sexual connotation that has come behind it with the SSBBW porn, the SSBBW um, 
videos and, you know, the the face sitting and the, the squashing and all mm-hmm. of that, all of those terms. And so what do you think about using the term the term itself, SSBBW? Is it antiquated now? Should we upgrade it? Should we leave it as, as a choice for someone? Or what do you what do you think mm-hmm. about it? I like when you asked if it was antiquated. I hadn't thought about that. Um, it could very well be antiquated. I remember when the term started, and I talk a lot about that, um, and it came to be when, when the supersize, when years ago when uh, Lane Bryant, Lane Bryant used to be the foremost authority on, like, women's clothes, plus-size women's clothes. And everybody Most got them from Lane Bryant, and, you know, they went from 12 to 44. And so even though after you got to a certain point, you kind of got a moo-moo, but you still got something that covered you. Uh, yeah. And everybody would shop there. And then there was a time that Elaine Bryant was rebranding. And so when they went through this rebranding, they went through this, I guess, research, they said, and they came back and they said, well, we're going to stop carrying sizes over 24 because what we have determined in our research is that plus-size women go between sizes 12, I think it was 14 at the time, but they 14 to 24. And so that's Bye. what they determined plus sizes were. So everybody over that weren't, weren't plus size. And so they said, well, what is that? And I remember NAFA, um, the National Association of Fat Acceptance, saying, so then this must be the super plus size. Because if we're not plus size, we're above that, we're super plus. And they went. They had some other terms like time size, you know, multiply, you get to this size, and things like that. But it was super size that took place. And then when they started talking about BBWs, big, beautiful women, and having to assert the beauty in us, then they talked about super size, super size, uh, SSBBWs. I like the term because it, it also interjected beauty into it. Because mm-hmm. society has for so long made people think, men and women, that we were not beautiful, that we were ugly and um, unattractive and unworthy of love and of happiness and the joy that all of these other, you know, traditional or normal size, quote, unquote, women were. So I embraced mm-hmm. the term because it embraced my beauty, because I knew that I was beautiful and now I was able to say it openly so that others would know that no matter what you felt about me, I feel beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I have proudly worn the term for, for that long. Now, men have always loved supersized women. They may not have been open about it. Some are still in the closet about uh-huh. it. Um, and they've always yep. fetishized us. So when you look at the connection, I'm bothered when I just do an SSBBW um, search on Google and all it comes up with is porn and it, it bothers me too. And so I get mm-hmm. it. And so when you ask is it antiquated, it, it could be. I, I never thought about it. Um, but it, what, what's the better choice right now? And I think if I would be happy to adopt something that still interjects our beauty and the positivity. Yeah, and I think that that is the most important thing is that we 
is that the positivity is interjected and that um, the loving of yourself and of your body is in that. And I can understand, you know, about the the SSBBW porn because some of it is when you find out and you see it and you do the Google and you see some of the things, it's a little distasteful to me as well. Um, being an SSBBW, um, mm-hmm. and I and I look at it and I'm like, Ooh, y'all doing that? Come on now, really? Um, with your body, like, what happened to? I'm not judging, but at the same time, it's like, come on, you know, we're already full of stereotypes and and things of this nature, and I think sometimes the choices of others add to that. And so I do think personally that the word is a little antiquated, but some of the new terms, like the the, the post that you put up about the uh, insanity fat, like that's just, to me, that's insulting. That's just insulting. Like who thought that calling an SSBBW would, and going and saying infinity fat is better than SSBBW. Like, um, and I think that that that's what happens is when you allow those that are not in the community or, or have that respect for us in the community to label things, and they just label it from their own bias and their own prejudice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna hold on. We got, I, I wanna go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I don't want to talk over anybody. My apologies. No, 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 I was no. I no. gonna say I wanted to speak on the infinity fact, but I before we get to that, I didn't want to lose my thought about the SSBBW porn because I don't want anybody in the industry to think that I down it. I do not. No. Um, in not fact. Enough. I will say that I do believe that there is a place for SSBBW porn, um, just mm-hmm. like there there is a place for, um, you know, they would what what was Hugh Hefner's people, the Playboy bunnies, and all of these mm-hmm. things. They they were sexual. The men adored them. They appreciated them, and you know, and people looked at that as porn as attractive. And women sometimes looked and they saw those women and thought, oh, I need to look like her to be sexual and attractive. And I think that representation has to be fair. I also think that women who are our size need to look at somebody and see that she is attractive, she is desirable, and I can do this in the bedroom too. Because when I started Juicy Peaches and still today, I know a lot of women, a couple of them have been married. I will never forget a message that I got, I had missed it. It had been about two weeks before I checked my messenger, just was really busy. And when I did message, one of the uh, pieces that messaged me, she said, it's my fifth wedding anniversary, and I want to wear something sexy for my husband. He's never seen my body. She said, mm. we're always in the dark. I don't let him see it, but I want to get something sexy. And it was maybe a week before the anniversary, and thankfully I got more uh, I got more lingerie than I got regular clothes. And so we, I, I had she hadn't gotten her anything, 
and got herself anything, but she was a 32, 34, and I had a couple pieces brand new that I could send. So women mm-hmm. have to be able to see themselves as sexy as well. And to yeah. have them, sometimes porn is about skill building. It's not all about that I'm horny. It's about can I do this with my partner? And if I see her at this size bent over, flip, trip, then I can do some of these things too, and the sex of my sex life is not going to be boring. And so exactly. I think that there is a place for SSBBW porn, and I'm thankful for those women because I learned some stuff too. So now I'm going to get to the uh, Infinity Fest. Um, yeah, and I want to, not mean to cut you off, but let me also say about that. No, I'm not, I'm not, dis- please don't take my, my comments as disparaging against those in the porn mm-hmm. community. My husband was part of the porn community. I was part okay. of it. So okay. I, you know, I have no problems. I'm a very sexual person, um, mm-hmm. and I enjoy sex. And I I enjoy sex with my husband, and I enjoy sex with other men, and before my husband. So no, I'm not disparaging it at all. Um, okay. Some things that I see that some people are participating in in the SSDBW porn community that for me is distasteful because it's mm-hmm. it's bordering on fetishism and not just yeah. the the sexual attraction, the sexual mutualness of us trying right. to position ourselves and learn new skills and you know, I think every woman plus size, BBW, whatever, should have those deep writing uh techniques as a as a SSBBW because it's something that is possible and I feel right. like there is a place for it. But yeah. when we get to these things, you know you putting stuff here, there in in the fourth and the fifth, then to me that's distasteful. And that does not that borders on fetish and not a seeing me as a SSBBW in a sexual nature as a man being attracted to me. Are you attracted to me because you seen somebody else doing some crazy shit and you thinking that you can do that with me? Come on now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I want yeah. to clarify as well and let that be known that, no, I'm not, no, there's nothing prudish over here. Um, very sexual. Go ahead, Beauty. I'm sorry, I did not realize you hadn't finished. Please continue. No, you're fine. Go ahead. All, all I was going to say is I I agree with everything that you're saying about um, the term SSBBW and how it can be either viewed as negative or positive, or mm-hmm. can be used, <clears throat> excuse me, or positively. But I also have to say that I am happy that the term is there to start the discussion. Because prior to BBW and SSBBW, there were no discussions in any kind of positive or negative light sometimes for people of, you know, a a larger size. And it was very hard being a young teenage girl at that time, knowing that if I went to the store, it was a 
it was a guess whether or not I'd be able to walk out with something. Because mm-hmm. not only did the That's right. people not acknowledge and recognize it, the stores didn't acknowledge and recognize it. Yeah, and absolutely. the fact that that term came to being, that BBW was not the end, that anybody else right. who came after that was just considered, you know, a desert. The fact that right. the conversation is there to be had is amazing. And I think it's just mm-hmm. like anything else where there's going to be people who agree with it 100%. They're going to be people who do not agree with it 100%, and that's within and without the community. So I'm, I'm glad that it's there because it started the discussion. Antiquated, possibly. Do we have another word yet? No. So for now, at least we have it there to keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I concur. I agree with that. I, I can I can agree with that. Um, I have someone online, and I don't know if they're just listening to the show or if they have callers. So I'm going to call in. I'm going to bring them in and see what they have to say. Okay. Um, hello, caller. You're live on the air. Would you like to make a comment or ask a question? Hello. How you doing? Um, how this you doing? This is Katrina. Hi, I am you? a fellow JP system. I am part of unique group Juicy Peaches. So, um, like, I'm all over the place over here because there's some good convo. There's some real good convo. <laughs> so I'm just hollering and commenting and hollering and commenting because, um, like, y'all are touching, like, some <laughs> some great, great things that I think a lot of people really, really need to hear and to tap into I am a SSBBW. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been a supersized BBW all my life. At the age of nine, uh, I was 209 pounds, you know, um, at the age of nine. At, by the time I was 16, I was 406 pounds. So, you know, for me, this is my life. This is just who I am. Yeah. And I'm I'm one of those people who bust the door down and I live boldly in the skin that God has given me. Um, and I'm also, you know, I'm one of them people who do not find the word fat derogatory. I'm the one of those people, okay, if I'm a SSBBW, I'm going to be the best SSBBW I can be for you. Um, mm-hmm. Even in shopping and doing all of that, you know, uh, it was this, Simply Fashion, I think it was, and they had a section that was the Super Plus section. That was the Super Plus section. Boy, that was the best section because I I love to dress. So I was like, okay, like that was the most fashionable clothing at the time that you can get. It was from Simply Fashion. And so I lived there. Like they would call me, we got a new shipment in. (laughs) <laughs> it's here, mm-hmm. you know, just so I can get that size because it was only a limited size of the 30s and 40s, you know, it was only right. a limited size. So, yeah. you know, amount. So, you know, just I I learned to, for me, to stand in my truth early in my age, mm-hmm. in, in age. And a lot of people grow up with no support system, right? That's right. With no support system, even in a home being torn down. Yeah. Like you can tell when somebody is speaking to you out of love and out of kindness versus, Mm. you know, in my home, I was all kind of fat bitches and all kind of this and that. Sorry if I'm not supposed to cuss on here, but 
no, all kind of this, all kind of this and that. Like I grew up in that, but on one side, but then on the other side, I grew up knowing what love is and how to stand in your truth, know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, my grandma used to tell us, you know, listen, you fat. This is what it is. This is what you need to do to keep your hygiene up. This is what you need to do when you get ready to face these bullies. This is what you, you know, we had that roadmap. She gave us a roadmap, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so we had that to follow, but everybody doesn't have that. So I sure. think that with Unique bringing in Juicy Peaches, like it has been a blessing to a lot of people because now they're getting some form of a roadmap. They're yep. using some form of that visualize, visualization with seeing people who look just like them, right? Exactly. And I feel like that it is important for us as, as BBWs and BBWs to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to... I'm, I'm I'm quick to put on the two piece and to make sure I'm posting. I'm quick uh-huh. to wear all my sheer and make sure I'm posting. Like, even in my situation, I'm um, in a wheelchair now, but I still mm-hmm. make sure I'm the best looking person that I can be. I'm out there. I'm going to be fly and I'm living my life and I show it yeah. because you still have to have that representation. If too many yeah, people yeah. land in a house and dying because they just don't have that representation. They just yeah. don't have that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to continue to make these podcasts. We need to continue to make these groups. We need to live out loud. I think I heard somebody said, you know, I don't even have a full-size body picture on me. I encourage you to go put one up today. Yep. You don't know who you may be blessing, who may scroll. Yep. People going to talk. Like, that's what we're going to do. I I Mm -hmm. was in the porn industry (laughs) for many a years. I was mm-hmm. in the porn industry for many a years, but I did that um, to prove a point. I did mm-hmm. to prove a point. I did fetish work as well, and I did okay. that to prove a point because people didn't feel like, you know, we were desirable, we were and we were. Exactly. People yeah. didn't mm-hmm. feel like people even had right. fetishes when it came to big women, and they do. Right. I chose what – now, I wasn't – I chose to do certain things, but that was my choice because I felt like some things did make us look a certain type of way. Uh But those who did do those things, hey, let me help you out. You want to go get a piece of cake? Like, what you, because you know you got feeders. You got people who just love to see big people eat. And a lot of people feel ashamed or torn down by that. Like, that just wasn't my image. Like, 600-pound life called me, and they wanted me to come on their show. I said, Nancy, look at him. Okay? I, I, I don't mind coming on the show. I, I don't mind. But what I'm not going to do is sit up here in the garage mm-hmm. and eat eight pieces of chicken, a whole bunch of chicken, because I don't do that. Yeah. That's not me. So when I sent them my pictures and all my stuff, they was like, well, you won't be a good fit. I know I won't, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> You have to just stand in the paint, stand true to who you are, know who you are, but know whose you are. That's what you have to do. You have to be able to walk boldly, knocking the doors down, not caring. And when, you know, for me, 
Like I get I get I get a high out of seeing a whole bunch of SSBBWs in one room. Yeah. Like when we go to the hotels and we doing projects and stuff like that, listen, I'm ready to break next. Let's all walk in the group. I'm trying to give them something to talk about. I'm trying to make you weak. I want you to I want you to turn up your face and discuss. Because there's nothing you can do about it. Right, There's nothing now. you can do about it. Tell it. But I'm, you know, I feel like it's our responsibility, those who are bold enough, and I take on that responsibility mm-hmm. personally, to go and reach uh-huh. down and pull somebody else up who don't have that roadmap, who has yeah. not had mm-hmm. that representation in front of them. So that's yeah. why Build them up. I, I love you. You know, you my SW. I love you. And yeah, I love you are doing such great things. Keep doing what you're doing, y'all ladies. Keep pressing and spreading the word. Listen, I'm cheering for you all. Thank you all so much for Thank allowing you. me to speak. <laughs> Thank I you. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And I went on uh, when Monique had her show, Monique Fat Chance. Mm-hmm. I went and I tried out for it, and I know I look good. I know I look fucking good when I went there, but she only picked girls who came in not looking as attractive, and the one she picked was a smaller girl, one of the ones she picked, and we all knew she was going to be the one who won because mm-hmm. she the, the show wasn't for what it said it was for, mm-hmm. and that really hurt my heart. I was very disappointed in Monique because of that. Because with that skinny girl, that that kind of big girl, that maybe size 12, walked in, like, me and the other girls, like, they're going to pick her. I knew they weren't going to pick me because I was too confident. What we're missing about these shows, like 600-pound life, is they want the worst BBW they can find, the worst SSBW they can find. They want one that's just there and hopeless and all this stuff so that they can try to make that hopelessness come back up. They don't want you to be positive. They don't want you to be a celebrity fit club. This one plus-size model came on Celebrity Fit Club, and she only wanted to lose a few pounds that she was hard for her youth, but she still wanted to be a size 18, 16, 18. And they got down on her for that. She was like, I love me. I like seeing my body as a chubby body. I like that. I love my curves. I don't want to be mm-hmm. six figures. But they tried to put her in therapy for it. They tried to say, oh, that's not right because that's unhealthy. I'm, I, I, in my younger age, I, when I was like 12 or 13, I wore size 16. I was always big, but I was on the track mm-hmm. team. I danced. I walked everywhere. I was yeah. fine. I was telling the lot of people I knew. But they want you to be sad. They want you to be in the house. They want you to be all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So groups like yours, it, it, it's threatening to them. Okay. It makes them feel, because they can't feel better about themselves by putting you down. So you are a blessing. Groups like yours are a blessing because they let you know that you can be beautiful. Because people don't always want you as a fetish. I do fetishes for a living. And like the lady said, some of them I won't do. But I do the ones mm-hmm. that I like. Corn, I feel like yeah. they have every kind. They have every category of corn. Big tits, mm-hmm. big ass, fat ass, BBW, SSBW, yeah. all those are categories. So you do what you want to yeah. do in your category. But still have some pride. Yeah. I mean, have some pride. Don't do stuff that you know you're going to go home and cry about later on. If you're going to right. do it, stand up proud mm-hmm. and do it. Have fun doing it. Don't do it just because. Don't yeah. get in the house and, and cry just because. You scared to go outside. Right. 
Absolutely. Don't do things just because. Be proud when you go do it. Because mm-hmm. I wear anything. I got blocked on Facebook for a lingerie picture. But I see lingerie pictures everywhere on Facebook. But mine got blocked because I'm a big girl. All right, come mm-hmm. on. Right. Yeah, Facebook is not Facebook is not a safe place for us as mm-hmm. white people. It's just not. It's not a a safe place for black people. It's not a safe place for um, BBWs or or SSBBWs. It's just not a safe space because a lot of the times, like, where, where do you get this thing of how is it acceptable to put people in Facebook jail? Like, what is... I just don't get that. Like, who? Yeah. <laughs> I just have a lot of thoughts on that particular subject. So it's just not a safe thing for, uh, for, for people. If you, you know, well, that's another discussion for another day. Um, you need, before we got interrupted, you were going to speak about infinity sex. Um, oh, I was. Um, and thank you for going back to that. I want to say that I honestly think that it it came out of a uh, fat positivity uh, group. And so I don't mm-hmm. know the real origins of it. And for me, when I saw it, I, I mean, I, I saw it in the last few months and I went, uh, I don't know about this. And I didn't really give a whole lot of and, and put a lot into it at the time because I didn't think it was going to gain any traction. Um, but now I do see that it's gaining traction. And again, I guess um, what what's important is that it, what works for everybody is their individuality. So if it's going to work for some, then then okay, whatever. Um, for me, I just when when we just talked about like what would replace SSBBW. I don't know if um, the super fat, little fat, big fat, super fat, and fanny fat. I, I don't. I don't see that for me as something that should replace the the big beautiful part of being, you know, juicy women or larger women, because it doesn't say anything that shows immediate positivity. And when we talk about fat, like Katrina just said, some people have grown up being called fat in their homes, being, you know, just beat down, you're fat, you're never going to get a husband. I've heard, you know, people say that. Somebody posted a picture of their plus-size daughter going to prom, and one of the comments, and it was in a, 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 um, a plus-size group, and everybody, you know, talked about how beautiful the young woman was and she was absolutely beautiful. And one of the comments was, I'm so glad that you um, were able to showcase your daughter and make her feel special. When I wanted to go on prom, my mom told me, laughed at me, and told me that that we weren't going to spend money on me embarrassing myself. Nobody would take me, and then I would be the laughing stock of the prom. So many women, when we had our first um, uh, formal event, well, we've only had one so far, but said they didn't go on prom because they didn't believe they would get a date, they didn't know where to get a dress from. It was just all of those things that 
it is not just a few features of story. It's all over the country and mm-hmm. the globe, I think, that because fat has been so stigmatizing. And so mm-hmm. until we get to a place where we've got a primary consensus about the word fat, that we are at a place of acceptance, that more of us are just feeling good about saying I'm fat or breaking, you know, stepping, like mm-hmm. Katrina said, boldly out in it, then I don't know why it makes sense to then begin to divide it. So we got little fat uh-huh. and big fat and super fat. So now the little fat's going to say, well, at least I ain't super fat or I ain't if any fat, and so I'm, I'm good. We, we got to get us to a place where our community is uh, supportive enough of each other that we are all going to be fighting on the same team all the time because right now mm-hmm. we're not. We still got the little ones saying, I ain't that big, or I would never wear that Mm -hmm. if I was that size, you know, Mm -hmm. because they don't feel good about wearing it at their size. We're not there. And so I don't see why we got to have um, tears of fatness when we're not embracing fatness. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Wow, yeah. That, That brings up so many different other of conversations about in our community how there is that. You know, it, it's almost like when everyone started going natural and it was like we were all pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, I get a perm and, well, I don't get a perm and my hair is better. Right. You, should, right. you know, and it's the same way within because in within the fat community, in the plus size right. community, what I can't stand, what what I and this is one of the reasons why I was very leery of joining another um, plus size Facebook group because I have been in a group where that dissension was made. Oh gosh, she too beautiful. She, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I can remember when I took some pictures. I did my fo- my first photo shoot, and I was so proud. And um, and I had this one chick come on there under my picture and say, "Ooh, good lord!" You know. And then not to have the administrator of the group, the one that created it, to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do this. This is one of our own. She is one of our own. Put a very bad taste in my mouth. And that's when I realized, you know what? Hmm. Okay. Bump you. But, it, you know, but at the same time, I had reached a pinnacle in my life where, no, I don't have a full-size picture of myself on Facebook but I'm not ashamed of what I look like. I, too, use a power wheelchair. And people talk about me all the time when I go out places because they say, oh, it's just casual, sis. Why are you all dressed up? And, I, and I'm not afraid to say because I have to, because it's an expectation of myself, because I'm going to represent the fuck out of me. And I don't want anyone to ever think, oh, no, no, no. But I don't do it for anyone else. I do it for me because I love, I do love me. 
It's just that I don't always feel safe on Facebook. And and because of that, I'm not going to always, I don't have anything to prove to nobody on Facebook. But my people's, my real people, my in in real life people, they get mm-hmm. all of me. But on Facebook, you get a part of me, and I don't have to share everything with you because even though people say, "Well, you this that," and you know, you're saying, "No, I'm not. I don't feel safe on Facebook." It's the same mm-hmm. way with a conversation I was having with a gentleman about relationships and women and things of that nature, and he got very aggressive in his tone and demanding me and I was just like no bro you don't make me feel safe talking to you so I'm not talking to you and I'm going to take my conversation somewhere else where I can feel safe disagreeing or agreeing with the man and he not in turn makes me feel unsafe I will feel safe with you you know and so when you learn your boundaries and you and you get power in putting those out there, you put them out there. But you know, uh, uh-uh. I don't, I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody on Facebook by putting a full size picture of me. But if you go other places, there may be full size pictures of me. But I just don't feel safe on all of social media. It's the same way with my IG page. It's not about a shame. It's not about, you know, I feel this is I'm you know, I'm being disingenuous or or I don't feel comfortable with who I am. No. I'm very comfortable with me. I just don't feel that I need to put all of me out there in the public for everyone to to look at because it ain't none of their business. And um that's just how I feel about that. I just think that people should do what they feel is comfortable for them and what is right. And that roadmap does need to be because, you know, I had a grandmother that was a product of her upbringing, and she was the first person to put me on a diet at two years old, like peanut butter and toast and a banana was my breakfast. And... Diet tab, I, I could only drink, if I didn't drink water, I could only drink diet tab. You know, that was her thing. That was that was her because she felt like that that was what needed to be done, that it was that I couldn't get a husband because I was sad. Uh, because I was sad, I wasn't going to succeed. I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to do that. She didn't say all of it all the time, but you don't have to. Um, for those feelings to be felt. So I think it's very important that you set your roadmap. And I can tell that by a lot of the posts that I see in Juicy Teaches. And I'll tell you something else. I'm I'm very protective of Juicy Teaches. <laughs> I'm very protective. Um, I don't want to... I know that it needs to be shared, but I don't want to share y'all. I really don't. Like, I don't want to share y'all. <laughs> I just want to keep y'all for myself. Like, it's such a, it's such a safe space. And 
but I can understand why people would want to be a part of it because it's really important. It's really a very important group that needs to be out there. And but I just don't want to share y'all. <laughs> I, I really I appreciate you saying that, um, and I take that as a compliment. Um, and but I I don't think that you're alone. And one of the I was speaking with the marketing manager just about me needing to grow um, our footprint. And maybe yeah. not necessarily the group, but I definitely got to meet more SSBBWs. Um, on yeah. our Facebook page, the actual page, we just reached 10,000 followers. But Facebook will show you the um, – they will show you the um, – just the breakdown of how many men and how many women, and it's yeah. 93% of the 10,000 followers are men. And so in that sense, I'm not reaching the population that I'm looking for because I need to reach more of a plus-size community, men and women, Mm -hmm. but definitely the women. And so I've got to do better about that, and I've been looking at that. But one of the things that one of the marketing team told me a year ago is that you've got some loyal followers um, that they, they're going to be there and they're going to do everything and they've gained a lot, but they're not going to tell anybody because that's their mm-hmm. safe space. They don't want mm-hmm. it to open. Um, but that's mm-hmm. also a downfall because we got to help the rest mm-hmm. of our sisters because there's some other people yeah. at home and dying, not going to the doctor. And, and Sasha, yeah. as much as I love you and, and we listen to your story, like you said, you are, have been diagnosed with breast cancer before you got the mammogram. How many mm-hmm. others are at home not going to get the mammogram, not going to yeah. get the pap smear? I'm a survivor mm-hmm. of cervical cancer. Um, I found mm-hmm. it out, um, you know, pretty fast. I just had mm-hmm. um, partial hysterectomy because they, uh, from a pap smear, where they said, we see precancerous cells, you've already had cervical cancer, We've got to take care of this immediately. But what about mm-hmm. the others who are not? I spoke to a woman recently when I was trying to find a gynecologist that would be, um, you know, accommodating of my size here um, because, again, I'm, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Chicago. So my doctors mm-hmm. there and where I was before were, are not here. So now I've got to start over. And I said, hey, you know, where's your gynecologist? This is somebody who is a lifelong Georgian. And she said, I mm-hmm. haven't had, uh, and I haven't had an appointment at the gynecologist in over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. And oh, so it's those kind of things that I'm saying that we've got to open it up. I've got to meet more. We've got to begin to get the message out. I need to be able to motivate more to go get the mammogram, to go get the pap smear, to let's knock down the barriers. Let's make sure you can get in there. Let me, I can go with you. I can be your advocate. And those are the mm-hmm. things that I'm talking about. So I appreciate you when you say, I don't want to share it, but it's got to be shared. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm pending. I, I got a pending invite, so you'll see me. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be there soon. I don't want to. I don't want to. Definitely. I don't want to. Me and Sylvia are knocking on the door. Me and Beauty knocking on your back door. That's I know. Y'all just, y'all just want to go in, and I just don't want to. I just, but, you know. I just, I really, yeah. but I, 
I don't want to, but I will. I will, and I and I agree with you. It is. Well, I have run into a lot of women, um, plus size, and and that are that have not been to the doctor, and they don't know how to advocate for themselves, and um, and it's sad. It's really sad that we have a lot of women. Not just plus size women, but it, it happens to a lot of of us black women. Uh, that happens. Um, yeah. So go ahead, beauty. Oh, all I was going to say is I think that that's a great idea, and that might be another idea for another show. Is talking about yeah. women, especially women of color, the statistics mm-hmm. that are out there. And what mm-hmm. things we need to take care of on a yearly, two years, every four years basis, because a lot of women yeah. don't know that. I... Mm-hmm. That's right. Some things, some things that it's 20 like years ago you had to get down. yearly, you now only have to get it every three years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And things That's like true. safety. Safety within those four walls when you go to see a doctor yeah. and what, mm-hmm. what you should expect and what is okay. Because believe me, there's yeah. a lot and of that out there too. Yeah, and and I think that it's important if that we also um that we also highlight all the people. Who is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not on my end. That'll be on my end. Who is you? And why you need to call who? Can't help you with toilet paper. Somebody, somebody needs toilet paper. <laughs> I get oh, a person toilet paper. Wait a minute. Hold on. I think I found it. Hello, are you there, Colin? Hello. <laughs> Hello. We we can hear you. <laughs> oh no, that 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 I I gotta breathe. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, out, jiggly. <laughs> yeah. This is. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm Evelyn from South Carolina, but this is my first time, so I'm, I'm, you know, okay. But I'm calling in. Can you hear me? That's okay. Yes. You want to make a comment? Yes, I want to talk. uh, I mean, join the show, and I just had a question about the group, um, and I wanted you need to explain, like, what kind of checklist they go down to determine if, a trip is for your group, you know, to make sure that all accommodations are met. That's an excellent oh, question. Yes, Thank you for calling. I can definitely answer that. So it has been okay. important to me, and um, what's really important to me is to make sure, again, that we have access to all of the joys of life that everybody else does. And a lot of the reason um, that SSBBWs are standing is because it's a fear of the unknown. Um, Is everything logistically going to work for me when I'm traveling, when I go to this event? Am I going to be able to find a seat that can accommodate my bottom? Is it going to be, you know, a, a, a long walk from the parking area or a parking deck to where the venue is? Uh, is there going yes. to be some rest stops in between that point? 
Um, am I going to have to climb a bunch of stairs when I get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those are things that I'm looking for when I'm looking at events that I'm planning, vacations um, that we're taking. Is this going to be something that's going to be accommodating for all? Um, and if it's not, everything is not accommodating, is it something that we can work with together if we're working together? If it is going to be, you know, a, a, a half a block from the parking, is there going to be some stops where we can stop? Is there a bench there um, that we can look at? So I'm looking for um, accommodations, accessibility. How far is the parking? Is there a way that somebody can get dropped off in front of it and we can, you know, go and park their car? And we have some wonderful peachmen in our group. I call them peachmen. They're gentlemen, but these are gentlemen who understand the needs of Juicy Peaches, and they are always happy to you park in front of it and they'll go park the car and bring your keys back. So they're our own Mm -hmm. valet services. They'll help to get those uh, chairs off of the back of the car if you've got a, a power chair or scooter or those things. Um, they have, we've got ramps that we use. If there are three, four stairs, can we get a ramp, a portable ramp? Will you bring our portable ramps and the guys will put them up? Uh, I'm generally looking for seating that's going to be accommodating. If they've got the bench seating or bankhead seating, those kind of couches, are they going to be um, at a height that's going to be accommodating for everybody? so you don't have to worry about hip sizes. Um, One of the women, my hips are 95 inches, have been for a very long time. One of the ladies in our group, Mikhail Ruffinelli, has the Guinness World Record for the widest Mm -hmm. hips. And so when Mm -hmm. you look at that and you got somebody that's got 100-inch hips, is she going to be able to be comfortable wherever we are? And so generally I'm thinking about my size, am I going to be accommodating? Or if there are chairs, are there going to be chairs that are close to maybe a wall so that if we, you know, have to sit down, you have that wall backing? Are they sturdy chairs that are going to accommodate us that are wide? Um, we're not going anywhere with all they got is those white folding chairs or those white. So that's not a venue that's going to work for us. Is this a venue that we don't have to, you know, climb 15 stairs to go to? Is it a no-step entry or maybe a step entry that if somebody, you know, if we can't get a wheelchair completely um, entrance, then can we get one step that we could, you know, help the person up the stairs? Uh, I'm also mm-hmm. looking for bathrooms that are handicapped or wheelchair accessible, aisles that yeah. they can go through um, for wheelchairs and uh, or chairs, power chairs. Can they get through the aisles safely? And if we get in there, are we going to be able to get out? Can we get in the location where we can get out? Because sometimes you can get in the restaurant or the, you know, the comedy club or wherever you are, but when it fills up, then you got a problem getting out. So I need to mm-hmm. make sure that our interest is just as acceptable as our exit and that we're going to be comfortable there um, and, you know, be able to be together. So those are the things that I'm looking for when we're looking at vacations. I'm looking at all of it in terms of vacation. If it's got to be a plane, you know, um, flights there like Jamaica, Punta Cana. Um, I, I teach a class about flying as a passenger aside so mm-hmm. you know what to expect, you know how to prepare for flight, and it's not just about buying a ticket or buying two seats. It's about knowing your body, realizing you got to do a few more steps 
you know, in the month before because you're going to have a little more walking that you're going to need to, you know, reduce the sodium so you don't have any bloating or swelling that's going to make it hard on you, you know, when you're um, accessing these flights. Um, it's all of that. It's that maritime preparation when you get there, but also looking for hotels that have beds that are um, at a level that we don't have to jump high into mm-hmm. to get into that people may not be able to access. Mm-hmm. Are the bathrooms, um, do the toilets, do they have the ADA accessible toilets so you're not sitting feeling like you slept down on a child's potty um, when yeah. you sit down? Um, so it's all of those things. That we, do we have showers that we can just walk in that are wide enough mm-hmm. for us? And not, you know, just the tubs that you've got to step over and, you know, risk them, you know, falling in those. So I'm paying attention to all of those things. Also, where the parking is there. Do they have valet parking that's affordable? Or is there going to be a parking that we can use that the parking deck is not across the street and you've got to walk, you know, another block and a half to get to it? So I'm paying attention Mm -hmm. to all of those things that make sure that we all feel uh, included in the trip and that we can have a joyful experience because one of the things that I picked up on, the phrase that I saw and absolutely loved, and it's fat joy. And it's so many people expect us to be sad and miserable or out of sight. And then when, so when they see us smiling and laughing, it almost just kind of catches them off guard. I can't tell you how many times people have said to us, oh, I love seeing you guys having so much fun. Or big women have messaged me and said, I've never seen that many women, big women out smiling. I've never mm-hmm. um, seen that. And they were taken off guard. And so I, mm-hmm. my goal has been to create more opportunities for fat joy in events and activities and outings and vacations. But I also know from experience that a part of being able to have that joy is to not have to worry about whether or not we were going to be safe where we were going. And it's not just about the people staring. It's about being comfortable when I get there. Is there, am I going to be comfortable like everybody else is and to be able to enjoy the experience? Exactly. Are there places that you discovered more accommodating than other ones? Oh, okay. Say that one more time. I didn't hear it. Are there any place, uh, any venues or hotels or whatever that you find that are more accommodating for big for big people? Yeah, there, there are a lot of them, um, in fact. And uh, any restaurant or venue that has the bench seating, um, that one is, is going to be a lot more accommodating because you don't have to worry about you getting there and there are only chairs with arms and that you've got to squeeze in or you know you can't squeeze yeah. in. Those are going to be a yeah. lot more accommodating. There are a lot of hotels that have those seatings in the lobby and that, you know, it's not just the chairs with arms. There are um, just the comedy clubs have really sturdy sort of, um, I don't know what they call that seating, but the so sort of the steel um, um, chairs that are really sturdy and heavy. Uh-huh. The seats are around and they're not going to, you know, accommodate every bottom um, in terms of coverage. But they are going to be sturdy enough that when you sit, your chair is not going to push back and it's not going to move because it's going to, you know, hold its space. And so those are going to be really good places. And what I what I do is try to always uh, make sure that I showcase the places that I've been, that I know are accommodating. 
I put them on our Facebook page. I put them in the group. I share them with others. Awesome but I'm also using or partnering with a group called, um, uh, an app called Friendly Like Me, um, and I just stumbled on them, but they had already been working on an idea that I've had to just create sort of a green book of fat-friendly places, you know, locations, medical um, community places that you can go for the services we need. They are already doing yeah. it. So I've been putting places on that app so that it showcases. There's another group called Health at Every Size that's also doing a directory so I'm adding things to theirs. And so part of my goal is to continue to partner with those who are like-minded and are creating these directories so that we have more of them out and a lot more information so more people can see it and start to venture out a little more. I did also put something on my YouTube um, about, you know, just, I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just going to say that I tried to add some ways to look for um, you know, just to do Google searches before you go as well to how to help answer some questions. Okay. And I also wanted to also wanted to let you know, Unique, that I did use that um that friendly app myself back in June. Um and I updated it at a uh, hotel that I use. I also wanted to mention there is a website and it is for disabled people, but I am sure that it it's called Accessible, um, Accessible and Go. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, I use them when um, when I need to book a hotel for myself. Um, because, like you said, with those beds and things, I have run into. Um, I've run into a lot of issues where I can't get up in the bed, you know, because it's too hot. And um, with Accessible and Go, I have been able, well, when I use them um, this first time, this is my first time using them, I, um, they made sure that the, that the bed was comfortable and it was at a level that I could, I could get in because when you're only four six, you need a stool to get up. Yeah, yeah, so they're really good. That's another really good place to use as well. Um, I tried to get in touch with the with the creator of the app that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try to reach out to her to get her on the show so that she could, you know, talk to us about the app and the creation of it. I'm going to try that, um, try reaching out to her once again because I, um, it was very easy to I'll use. I'll talk to her and, and pass your information along. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. That um, I would mm-hmm. love to profile her um, on the show um, and get more get more information out about the app. And it, the app is really straightforward um, how it to is. use it. Um, I I've only used it once because that was the the only place that I went that I needed to update something different. But um, it was really good. Um, I downloaded it. I'm glad you um, used it. I really am. Yeah, I want to. Um, I have a appointment coming up 
for doctor. And, you know, that's another thing. And I hope that, we, like Beauty said, there's something that we should really talk about. Thank you, Beauty. We're going to hash this topic out um, about doctors and, and um, accessibility of doctor offices and buildings and mm-hmm. beds. I mean, because you just think about it. When you go to the gynecologist, and you have to get on that bed. Like it's it's a daunting task when you're yeah. over three hundred pounds. You know, it and is. it's not it's not wide enough. It's too high up. You yeah. step on it, it pops up because of your weight. You know, so they really need to be more accommodating, and and we all need to know of places where that happens. Also, where you can get mammograms and uh, for larger size women, are they accommodating? Will they let you sit down if you need to? You know, and I hope mm-hmm. that when we do that show that you will come back and help us with that because I think that um, you are a valuable source of information. I would be glad to. Thank you. Um, Beauty, Swing, do y'all have anything else that you want to add to our conversation? I did have another question. I did have another question. Um, okay. Unique, by any chance, have you put in, put together a book that you can maybe tell us about, or is that something considering? Because your wealth of knowledge would be amazing for people to have in their hands whenever they need mm-hmm. to research things like this. Thank you for asking that. I have not um, put together a book. I haven't even thought about putting together one. Right now I'm working on an expo that I've worked on for the last three years and come really close and just, I think, let myself um, be hampered by my perfectionism and not having it perfect, and so I've stepped away from it. But I'm committed to going to doing it next June um, to honor my mom's birthday and our fifth-year anniversary. So that's my sincere focus right now is to make sure that I bring the Supersize Your Life Expo to life, um, sort of like the Black Expo or the Women's yeah. Expo or the Hair Expo and all of the other expos, but specifically for women um, who are 350 pounds uh, uh, for the excuse me. I shouldn't just say women. I should say for the super plus size community, men and women who are over 350 pounds, to have Mm -hmm. things that are there for us, um, for fashion, for travel, for health, um, for life aids, for entertainment, for those who are um, are battling life, living in bodies with lymph and lipedema um, that really affect large part of the plus size community to make sure that we have everything that we need um, to live life abundantly, travel. And so I'm working on that, and it is a um, very large uh, operation, um, but I'm committed to it. So right now that's where my focus is, and just to continue to break down barriers to accessibility um, for us in healthcare and entertainment and travel and create more opportunities for such joy, um, in addition to just building our footprint for you to teach. 
Yeah. And can I say something? Can I can I answer your question, Judy? And you need yes, you please. when you get through. Okay. So mm-hmm. I have had this vision of doing a green book, and I don't know if a lot of people um, know what green book what a green book is. Um, I am familiar with it. Yes. Um, a green book is a book that was created uh, for Black people, and it listed um, hotels, especially when people in the South were traveling. If you were traveling from up north and you came through the South, it told you hotels you could stay at, restaurants, shops. It would also tell you about sundown towns, um, towns that you need to to steer clear from. Well, I personally have been thinking about doing a Green Book um, 2.0. And... I think that it would be very useful in this time that we are living in now. And so, mm-hmm. Unique, when you get done with the expo, you and I should get together and see if we can come up with. Because, you know, as a travel agent, my husband and I were travel agents, and I have some information and some knowledge about how to go about uh, doing things. And even with um, cruises, I am certified CLIA, and um, I also have a certification. Uh, my husband and I have a certification with um, with CLIA, and we with renting out uh, a business that would rent out scooters for people on cruises or even um, medical equipment such as oxygen, CPAP machines, all of those types of things. And so um, I have knowledge in how to do that. So we could definitely get together. Yeah, I think that it would be, especially for our community, I think it would be very knowledgeable. And even even personally now, I have knowledge of hospitals that are accommodated because my my own cancer story was traumatic and, and because of that I have had um experience with certain hospitals that you have to have um a biopsy. I know certain hospitals that will accommodate that. I know hospitals now where if you have to have a MRI, if you have to have a PET scan that can accommodate someone 500 pounds, emerge, as a matter of fact. So um, I was just saying the other day that cancer is hard. It's very hard. And but at the same time, it has given me a purpose. And I always wonder what my purpose was. And um, I think I found it. And I'm going to do whatever it needs to be done to help people because I've always wanted to help people. And I think that this is one of the best formats for me because I'm not just helping one person. Um, it, it's going outward. And I really think that with us together, um, that book 
could really be popular and useful and helpful for a lot of people. So we definitely should talk about that. Over lunch, let's do lunch, Unique. We need to get let's together. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> we need Absolutely. to get together. Um, but was there anything else that you want to – and Swing and Beauty, I will share. I've got a question. Um, do you buy anything that's half of clothing designers in your group? To make plus size clothing. Mhm. Um, I do. As a matter of fact, see, well, the one who makes clothing for me lives in California. Um, Casey's. She used to her. I mean, she doesn't have a website anymore. She's doing uh, by appointment only, and she does do virtual appointments. But it was Casey's Big Babe Clothing. I think it was called. It's called. Um, but I, I can certainly pass along her number. She's in. Uh, California and has done some really great pieces for me. She's actually working on a couple of things for me now. Um, I've got another white party to attend in August, and she's working on a design for me there, and also a couple of things. Um, I've, I've done to be, well. She does do costumes. As a matter of fact, she did um, um, Snow White for me. She did my Snow White costume. Um, Ooh, I don't know if you have a photo of it. I can um, send it to Sasha. She did my Snow White costume, and she also did a uh, Strawberry Shortcake costume for me. So she does do costume. In fact, that's one of the things she loves the most. She's really good. Yeah, and good. The, the blessing with KZ is that she only sews for plus-size people, size 22 and up. And so if you're under 22, I'm sorry, she's not, um, she doesn't even um, make any qualms about it. She only sold for those size 22 and up. Yeah. And she did some really beautiful, the uh, formal wear that you and McKelty, McKell, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, McKelty, McKell, that you and McKell Mm -hmm. wore, it was beautiful. She did a really good job. Um, Yeah. So I think they, can I ask you to, to spell out the name for me? Because I'm not sure if it's Casey's or KZ's. Oh, it's initials. K is in kind, and Z is in zebra, and then it's you know B I G and babes with a Z, B A B E Z. Great, mm-hmm. thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on and bless me. I knew, I knew it. I knew when you came on that this was going to be an awesome show. I really did. Um, and I'll share juicy pieces with me. I, I, I wanted to you. thank you all for having me. Yes, I will. I will start putting it out more to people that I know that um, are in the in the community. Because I do know a few other people. <sighs> but y'all better act right now. And don't forget to give me your seal oh. of approval and let me in the door. Hello. Because okay. I'm outside knocking. <laughs> I had body shots on my profile, so you know I ain't just <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to be in there. 
Aww. Thank you so much. It's been so such a pleasure much. being here. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to share Juicy Peaches with you. Um, and I hope that uh, as you all are out just living life and living life abundantly, you are recognizing that there is, for all of us that are out there, so many others who aren't. And they need to see us out. They need to see us out and smiling and enjoying life. So when you're out there, for those who are giggling or sniggling, think of snickering. Think about those who are not out at all because they need to see you more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, again, I really thank you for coming on and um, blessing us with your beauty and your grace. Um, when you get ready to promote and do the um, the expo, mm-hmm. let know that you have a place to come back on and really get the word out there. Uh, we would love to have you. So I'll definitely be back. Thank you so much. Thank Continue you. To talk. I will. Thank you. Okay, so. Do y'all have anything? You can. We're gonna stay on for a few minutes. You're welcome to join us, Unique, because now we're just we're gonna hear about uh, beauty's play. Because beauty has been trying to tell us about her play that she went to. How many weeks oh. now? Lord, I think it was the beginning of the <laughs> summer, so it's been a minute. But there's a couple of plays, so I'm not quite sure which one I was supposed to share. Um, oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'd like to consider doing, Sasha, okay. is possibly okay. having someone who is a part of the group that put the play together, maybe have them come on the show and tell us about it. Because oh, yeah. one, of shows, one of the shows is by a group called Be Heard. And I think their website is beheard.org. I mm-hmm. could be incorrect on that, but you can definitely find them. Um, they have a, a DVD up. They have different um, performances on YouTube, so they can be looked up. But I am a close personal friend of one of the people, that, well, a few people on the show, and I think it would be mm-hmm. great to have a couple of them come on and describe what they've been doing over the years as far as pulling people together, um, doing events about diversity and mm-hmm. about the struggles that people have had with diversity. They have traveled um, down to the southern areas of the United States to perform their plays and have gotten great feedback. And um, I think that they're going to be around for a very long time. But they're also oh. a group that needs support from the community. So I think for me to share it would be a lot of fun, <laughs> but I think it would be even better for us if we could get somebody or a few people from the show to come on our show and to talk about it because I think it applies oh, yeah. a lot to what we do and what we talk mm-hmm. about, but also mm-hmm. um, for the people that have never heard of, heard of them at all. I okay. think it would be great to get them there. Yeah. Um, the well, other show that I went to is a one-woman yeah. play by this amazing and incredible poet, her name is Letta Neely. Um, she lives in the Boston area. I do not know if she's actually from here, though. Um, but if you want to talk about an amazing play, unfortunately, I don't have my fingers on the name of the play at this moment. But it is a one-woman show. Her name is Letta, L-E-T-T-A, Neely, N-E-E-L-Y. 
and her play was in the Boston area. I think it was for a weekend. I'm good friends with the producer, and I know the director. That's another group of people um, that I think would be amazing to have on the show. Um, Ms. Neely is a part of the community. She is African-American. She's also part of the LGBTIQ community. She has a lot to say. Um, I think that her stories, not only are they poignant, but they also cover so many topics that I think would help people to move through problems that they may be having with the same things that she had problems with. So I think it would be a phenomenal discussion to have her come on as a, you know, a black woman who has struggled in her past and maybe be able to relate with people on our show. Yeah, most definitely. I put a lot of this. I was coming here tonight to talk about the plays, but then I said, hmm, let me let me really think about this because it may be even better to have them on here to answer any questions that you have. Yes, most definitely. Well, I have I have some news to share with y'all. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me get comfortable. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So, our show, we have gotten up to 140, I think 140, 142 listens. No. And, yes. They are listening to our show in Taiwan and Zambia, 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 Zambia. Hey, Zambia. And thank hey, you. Zambia. I want, thank you so much. Wow, that's amazing. We're international, yes. y'all. We international. <laughs> yes, I just saw that other day. I was um, working on this show, and um, I was like, Wait a minute. What's that saying? It's like 2% of our listeners are listening in Taiwan. Wow. Greetings to Taiwan. Thank you. Yes. It, I mean, I try to share this stuff with y'all because I think that it's important for you to also know what's going on and getting the the um the information that I get. So I definitely, you know, share it with y'all. As much as I whatever I get in <laughs> I try to share with y'all as much as I can. Um but yeah. And actually the people in Hi Zambia. Hey Zambia They've been listening, they've been listening to us for a while. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well then, thank you, Zambia too. <laughs> yes, thank you, Zambia. Um, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, in you. beautiful Africa, our our brothers and sisters in Africa, yes. thank you for listening. Yeah, like isn't that wonderful that we're people in Taiwan are listening and people in Africa are listening to our show. Like, that is so, so encouraging. Isn't it? It's, 
I love y'all. Like, this is so, this is so beautiful. Like, we are just, wow. Right. So we have you because you did this. You did this. You brought us along on your journey, but you did this. So the fact that we have people coming and listening to us internationally now, that is just a, a compliment to the work that you put into this, especially with everything that you have going on. It's it's a blessing, and it's amazing. And thank you so much for dragging me along because I'm enjoying every second. Oh, thank you, beauty. I love you. You are so, you are such good energy and such good people. And I, I love you. I love the, you know, I was just saying the other day how um, Mike was a all together. Like, he was such a superhuman. Yes. And how he just touched all of us and in a way because of him that we are now together Mm -hmm. and he has brought together the best of him. And I just think that that is so beautiful and that gives such a testament testament to who he was as a person and as a man. Like, he wasn't perfect. No one's perfect. But he had the most beautiful heart and the most beautiful spirit that I have ever met. And he, you know, yeah. So thank you, baby. I love you. I love love you you. right back. I love all of you. And I am enjoying this journey. I love you, too. Yes, it's it's good. So, but I wanted to share that with y'all because I thought y'all need to know that we're like international. Let's just you come are, on. Let's just go. Let's just go to Taiwan and just yeah. sit in the middle of the street and just do a show and see how many of our fans come out. Like the two percent. Oh my goodness! Maybe one or two people will be at the airport when we land. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Instagram. And I love that black yeah. 
I just I just love Unique. I love I love her spirit. And she's just she is so genuine. Like, you know, she's so genuine. And when she says that she cares and that she loves you, you feel it and you know that it's not just lip service. Um I I thank God every day how my territory has expanded. And even in the midst of everything else, my, you know, the goodness and the love that has reached me and that is holding me. And it's so beautiful. Um, I'm not going to cry. That's okay, I'm not crying either. I'm not going to cry. But, yeah, it's so, so good. And I had a friend that... um, she and I were kind of diagnosed um, with breast cancer at the same time, and I didn't know it. And um, she was telling me how the other day that she's not going to take, um, she's made a choice not to take the medication that they put her on to help fight her cancer because of the the side effects are so astronomical they are they're horrible on this um this particular medication and um she asked me how i was doing and i was tell i tell i tell erica riri i tell riri everything um and i was telling her i said um, i felt kind of bad that my my news was was good you know, so I kind of just downplayed it, and um, and I remember her saying to me, she texted me, and she said, Shonda, good news, mm-hmm. and you should celebrate every milestone, and yeah. Well, I'd like to send a shout-out to our friend, Riri. She was another great yeah. guest to have on the show. And I know this Riri. is a very special thing to you. That's my sister. Um, I have slept all day today. Like, I was supposed to get up, and I had so much that I was going to do. How'd that work out? I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at like seven o'clock this morning. Well, actually, it's before seven. I woke up this morning. I've been waking up really early, like before dawn. That's about the time I get to sleep. I'm yeah. <laughs> I've been waking up at that time of morning for the last couple of weeks, and um. The day, like, and I wrote this thing. I don't know what's going on, like, and I'm not trying. I'm not questioning it. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm just letting the words flow, however, whenever they want to. And um, 
So I wrote that post that I put on this morning about the time of day, how it's so quiet and it's so sleepy, you know, and the world is still kind of sleep. And um, and then I went back to sleep, and I was going to get up at 11 o'clock because I had errands done. Oh, my back was hurting. And I put the hot pad on my back. And I had this conversation with me, myself, and I and God, and Michael, and I went to sleep. I didn't wake up at 6.30. Girl. <laughs> but you know what? You needed that. You needed that. I, I, I wouldn't feel bad about that for a second. I don't. That, I really right? don't. I really don't. Because I have been... Like, it was like I was talking to Unique yesterday, and I was telling her, you know what? I have these moments now where creativity is coming out of me. I mean, did y'all see the flyer that I made? Girl, yes. You put your toes in. Toenails? Fingernails? I don't even know where that came from. I was so, like, I have been operating... Oh, my God, I have been operating on such a different plane. That's beautiful. And and hopefully it becomes autopilot. It, it did, like I have. And, and I, could not, I could not stop. See, I know mm. you got some stuff to tell me. I know you do. You're just holding out on me. And you're going to have to, maybe you're waiting to tell me face-to-face. But I know you got some stuff to tell me. I don't know why I just feel like you do. Who? You, cutie. <laughs> you, you could be right on that. You could be right on that. Like, it is. <laughs> I know that there's something. There's something happening. It's something happening to me. And well, honestly, you are something happening to both of you, because Miss Swing is in there too. Really? I'm still waiting for you. Yeah, we've been we talked about some stuff. I need answers on, and she's the only one I know that can get to me. Because I've been having psychics hit me up like crazy, trying to read me, but they're not telling me shit. What uh, other than what beauty telling me to make me want to talk to them? Mm. It's weird. It's been happening um, like the last few weeks. They've been in my inbox. I've had a lot of of people, like it was a woman on Instagram. I don't even know who this woman is. And she was like, I just, she sent me a message. She liked some of my stuff. And then she sent me a message and a request for a message. And she was like, there's some stuff I need to tell you. I need to let you know. Like, sis, who are you? Those come out in, in spam also, though. I get those all the time. Yeah. I don't even, I don't yeah. even tell people what I do. I just let them send the messages and block. Them. I don't talk, um, and I tell them no, though. There's I'm a in lot the of people already. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Somebody's out to get you. Someone is doing me no good. I know. I already know this. 
I know people are out to get me, and I know people don't mean some people don't mean me nowhere. I already know I'm an empath. So until you can yeah. tell me the key words, only three people have told. I've only spoken to three, no, two psychics that have ever told me something that nobody was ever told to know, and they just came out and told me hints on it, and I was like freaked the fuck out. So I know they were real. But these women, somebody's out to get you, someone's looking against you. Have you offended anybody? I said a lot of people, okay? <laughs> I said people all the time. I don't know how to handle it. But this one was different, though. Like, it was just, it was something, it was something different about her. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't respond. I haven't responded. It probably was scammy. And sometimes you, that's what you, you I can give you a reading. When they tell me, I say, I can give you a reading. Would you like a read? No. No, she didn't say no, any good. of that. She didn't, she didn't say, I'll give you a reading. She just said that, I don't know, but it, I feel like there's something I need to tell you or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. If you got to pay to hear it, you know it ain't real. If you got to pay to hear it, you know it ain't good. No. I didn't I don't know. I never responded. I just I just read it and then I just like eh. But anyway. So just so you know, for me, being a spiritual advisor, I agree with the part about if you have to pay for it, then yeah. it could be untrue. But at the same time it can't it depends on everybody's delivery. It depends on people's delivery. Um but yeah. for me Personally, um, I, I look at it as a conversation. Sometimes I'll use my cards, other times I won't. But if I have something to tell you, you will learn about it's it important. as I find out exactly. that it's time. Well, whether it's important or not, it's it's about timing. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll get information on the person, but I'll be also instructed not to say anything at this time because for whatever reason. It could be that this is not a good time for you because you've got other stuff going on. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's not time sensitive. Or maybe it is time sensitive. So I just mm. I just trust what the universe tells me before I just go spewing off at the mouth and telling people stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for my time to come. Beauty, but, but yeah, I have I have had um, so far I have had no complaints except for one person who told me that I was trying to steal their uh, fiance, which was untrue, of course. Ugh. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the only time I've ever had somebody say that my information was incorrect, and that's not bragging. That's just the way it is. I don't, I've had it since I was very young and I don't use it as a weapon. I don't use it as um, a way to tease people to get them to come to me. All of my work has been word of mouth and I like it that way. Well, I can't wait for my turn. So just let me know. You got my number. So you have <laughs> you it. We're a conversation that we really, really need to have. Yeah, I felt like that was a good conversation we had. And also with, with you, yeah, that conversation was really good, too. But you know I love you, girl. I will help you out in any way that I can. <laughs>